After leaving the Airbnb in Seattle where Denise and I spent a couple of weeks spending some time with our two sons and their, and their wives, I got a call, or Devin got a call because he's the one that booked the Airbnb. I'm the one that paid for the Airbnb. <laughs> but uh, got a call from the owner of the property, said that they found a uh, charger for an electric toothbrush that was left on the counter there in the main bedroom. Well, you could guess who, belonged, who that uh, charger belonged to. It wasn't Denise, it was me. And what happened was I was packing up all of my stuff off of the counter, putting it into my dock kit, and uh, I just missed the charger. I got the toothbrush that was sitting on the charger, but I didn't get the charger. And I, for the life of me, have no idea how I missed it. I missed something that was right in front of me if I had just opened my eyes to look. Psychologists have used this picture to test if people observe everything. And they asked to find the toothbrush. What surprised me is that the majority of people who look at this picture when they were asked to find the toothbrush did find the small toothbrush at the edge of the counter. They missed the big toothbrush that was underneath the mirror. The psychologists, some of them say that when things are out of proportion than what we're accustomed to seeing them, we're going to miss them. I have no excuse for not seeing my charger and forgetting that because it was in proportion. But I certainly did miss it. How many times have you missed seeing something that was right in front of you? Like this man, hun, where's the butter? <laughs> Some people uh, call this uh, male pattern blindness. And I don't know if only males have that or not. I heard last week of a condition, and then I read it in USA Today yesterday. It came out on Friday of a condition called time blindness. It's where people are blind to the time, and they're just perpetually late. And there is actually a, it is actually a condition that the psychological community has identified that causes many people to be late. I just thought they were being rude. <laughs> but now I guess there is an actual reason for that. I'm waiting for somebody to come up with money blindness. Have you ever had money blindness? Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot my wallet. Can you pay for that lunch today? Yeah. Blindness, our inability to see even something that is right in front of us or to serve our purposes today. Maybe it's our choice not to see that which is right in front of us. And that takes us to the story that we read for our Lecto Divina. And there it is right there. And I will not take time to read, uh, to read that again. But it uh, is something that you probably would benefit from, as I would, to go back to this afternoon. There are three characters in this story. There's Bartimaeus, the one who is blind. And there's the crowd. And then there is Jesus. Let's look first of all at Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus is physically blind, but look at this guy. I mean, he will not shut up. Even though he is told to be quiet over and over again, the verse says that many sternly ordered him to be quiet. But what did he do? He cried out even louder. Thank God. 
I like this guy. Bartimaeus won't shut up. And he will not be told to be quiet. Do you know any Bartimaeuses today? People who have been told to be quiet. People who have been silenced. Time Magazine, back in 2017, had as their person of the year a group of women who were no longer silent. But they spoke against the abuse, the assault of people who were in positions of power over them. After winning the award for best limited series on the HBO uh, show Big, Big Little Lies, Reese Witherspoon spoke on behalf of these women and many others who found their voice, so to speak, whose voices had been quiet, who had been told by the crowd to shut up, to be quiet. Her show, Big Little Lies, had characters that were based upon these real-life stories. And Reese Witherspoon said, You are so brave, and hopefully shows like this, more will be made. So people out there who are feeling silenced by harassment, discrimination, abuse, time is up. We see you, we hear you, and we will tell your, your stories. Since 1996, there has been set aside a day in April called a day of silence. On the day of silence, individuals who are in the LGBTQ plus community take a vow of silence to symbolize how people in that community have been silenced by oppression, by bullying, by harassment, uh, by discrimination, and more recently by legislation. Do you know that Missouri has had more anti-LGBTQ plus bills than any state in the nation. That community is still being silenced. That community is being told to just shut up. Almost as if there's the crowd that wishes that community would just disappear. For generation after generation... Marginalized people have been told to shut up. Over 30 state legislatures in the past couple of years across the country have introduced bills that would limit the discussion of racial history. Silencing happens when the truth is too much. And when states and school boards prohibit history lessons that might make students feel uncomfortable, then those stories are silenced, and the people who were characters in those stories were silenced. And when we don't get to hear the stories, we don't get to understand the people in those stories. Because what is history? It's a story. And when those crowds tell us that we cannot talk about aspects of a story, we are minimizing and silencing the people who lived out those stories. Maybe you feel like a Bartimaeus today. And the crowd's been telling you for a long time, just be quiet.
How often are we asked to be quiet to keep our voices down lest we upset the status quo? Lest by some utterance we begin to dismantle the systems that have been carefully created to keep out whatever or whoever we don't want to hear, we don't want to see, we don't want to acknowledge. How often, I wonder, do we silence others because we don't think others are worthy of God's attention? If you were a Bartimaeus, may us all, there comes a point in your life when you say, I'm not going to be told to be quiet anymore. I'm tired of being told to shut up. And don't you dare tell me again to be quiet. I cannot be quiet. I will not be silenced. There is the Bartimaeus, and I think there are some Bartimaeuses here in this room today. And then there is the crowd. The crowd are the silencers, the ones who push Bartimaeus away. You remember another story of Jesus it was the crowd that pushed away the parents of children when those parents were trying to bring their children to Jesus. And the crowd pushed the parents away. I wonder if that crowd exists today. I wonder if any of us, I wonder if I sometimes am a member of the crowd that silences the marginalized, that tells someone to just don't rock the boat. Denise and I were in uh, South Carolina for a week last March. Spent a little bit of time at Myrtle Beach, and one day we took a tour in Charleston. One of our stops along that, just a day trip to Charleston, uh, or Charlottesville, what was it? Where did we go, Nisi? I have no idea where we were. <laughs> where am I today? I don't even know where I am today. Uh-uh. You can't help me, can you? <laughs> wherever we were they had a lot of old plantations and we went to see a plantation and it was with a garden and all this kind of stuff and then a part of our walking tour we just went on it by ourselves we saw this place where the uh, one of the slaves enslaved people's quarters were and uh, as we walked up to that place we heard a couple of ladies who were there in front of us speak, and there's a picture of that place right there, and you'll see the outline of the quarters where these enslaved people were living, as many as a uh, minimum of five and maybe even more than that. And the size of that square or that uh, rectangle is 14 by 16, and a minimum of five people living in there. And the two ladies that were there in front of us, one said to the other, well, that doesn't look so bad. Blindness. Just the refusal to see and to hear the stories and the pain of those stories of other people. What is the saying? There are none so blind as those who will not see. 
I often hear people say this, I don't see color whenever they're talking about race. Whenever I hear that, I go back to the Prince's Bride. You keep using that word, I don't think you know what it means. And I think the people who say I don't see color mean well, but I don't think they know what that means to people of color. When one person tells a person of color, I don't see color. I've been told what people of color hear by that is, then you don't see me. You don't hear me. You don't understand me. You're not listening to my experiences. You're not listening to my stories. If we look at a person and don't see who they are just in, in their physical appearance and, their, and how we have divided our whole planet by race and the experiences of a person of color are so different than the experiences of a person of another color, and if we don't see that color, then we're saying we don't want to even understand how your experiences of who you are personally, communally, historically has affected your life and society. I'm afraid that if you and I don't see color, then our vision is deficient. We're not seeing very clearly. I loved it when uh, Trevor Noah had his show, and uh, he had a, a conservative talk show host on his show one time, and they were talking about race. And uh, I don't know if you can read this or not, it's pretty small. But the lady says, I don't see color. And Trevor Noah responded, so what do you do at a traffic light? <laughs> and to say I don't see color, when you think of it like that, it's not the smartest thing to say. Of course we do. And we're trying to say that we don't judge a person by that, but we really do. What I'm wanting to do in my life is to see color. Because when I see color, I'm wanting to hear, and I'm wanting to understand, and I'm wanting to acknowledge how that person's experience, because of the color, can be very different from my experience because of my color. I love what Heather McGee says. Color blindness does not make you blind to race. It makes you blind to racism. Gosh, if you don't hear anything else that is said today, I hope you hear that. To deny, to not see color, denies the very fabric of somebody's being. It denies their experience. It denies what they are going through and what they have gone through. And honestly, when we don't see color, we are closing our eyes to the beautiful diversity that is the human race. So there is Bartimaeus, there is the crowd, and then there is the person of Jesus. The story that is told in the Gospels 
says that Jesus saw, Jesus heard, Jesus stopped. And when Jesus stopped, instead of just going on, walking right by Bartimaeus, when Jesus stopped, it was his way of communicating to Bartimaeus, I see you, I hear you, you are valuable, you are important, you matter. And I care for you personally. I see you, I hear you, and I'm stopping. In today's installment of Ted Lasso, the wisdom of Ted Lasso, we see a situation including all three characters, Bartimaeus, uh, the crowd, and, and Jesus. What we see in this story that I'm going to show you today is a player on the soccer team who is gay. We see the team who kind of represents the crowd. How is the crowd going to respond to this person who's been marginalized? And then we see Ted Lasso, who's Jesus in the Yeah. In this particular scene, the entire team knows that someone on the team is gay. They just don't know who. Take a look at this scene. All right. Now, the TV audience that's watched uh, three seasons here knows that Colin is gay, the guy that just spoke right there. The team, however, does not know that Colin is gay for so many reasons, reasons that some of you know very well. Colin has kept this quiet. He's been silent. The culture has told him to shut up. Maybe not an individual, but just the thinking of the day has told him that he cannot be who he is publicly. He cannot publicly show who he loves. The culture has silenced him. But Colin tells him that it is he who is gay. The team knows, the crowd knows, and the question is, how will the crowd, how will the team respond to Colin, who's no longer silent? Take a look at this next clip. Oh, gosh. 2011, Denise and I began to see and to hear and to feel the stories of people's lives that I had excluded, that I had kept on the margins. People just like Colin. And um, after a year of that, Hearing those stories in 2012, well, no, this goes back to 2008, doesn't it? I made a very public statement that that community was not going to have to be alone. And that while Many other people in the crowd were going to silence and shut up. Denise and I were not. We were going to stand with them. And everyone who was marginalized. 
The point is, Colin, we don't not care. We care very much. We care about who you are and what you must have been going through. But hey, from now on, you don't have to go through it all by yourself. I could see myself so much in this scene that we just saw the team fumbling over their words. Ted Lasso, Jesus even fumbling over his words. I have fumbled over my words and my attempts to hear and to experience with, to empathize with, to feel with the best that I possibly could, to see color and to see sexual identity and to see gender that was non-binary and whatever. I so fumbled over the words that I've used, the, the pronouns that I've used, the Things in my attempt, feeble attempt to understand, I just so appreciative. I said something some time ago in a, in a Sunday morning service, and a friend in the LGBTQ community wrote me a very thoughtful email and just said, we're, we're all learning. We are still learning. And she was very gracious in forgiving me for my fumbled words. I want to close with another look at Mark. Jesus stood still and said, call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart. That word, take heart, literally means be warm-hearted. I like that. The man felt so cold when he was with other people. Felt so alone. And now then the crowd was able to say, be warm in your heart. Be welcome." Jesus is calling you, and so throwing off his coat, he sprang up and came to Jesus. I love the crowd's response here. They went from silencing to accepting. They went from telling him to shut up to helping him, to being with him, to hearing him, feeling him, seeing him, acknowledging him. Why did they change? Ted Lasso spoke. Jesus spoke. You can be Jesus to somebody. You can be a Ted Lasso to somebody who has been exclusive, who were silencers. You can show by your example of inclusion the spirit of Jesus. So the man threw off his coat. I think that's an interesting detail. I don't know if I'm making too much out of it or not, but why in the world did Mark include that? I don't know. But I'm going to have an answer anyway. <laughs> for a blind man, the coat was pretty important. When he would ask for money, he would put his coat in front of him. That became the offering plate. That's where people put the money. The coat was maybe for him a metaphor for warmth in a cold world. It was a, for him a metaphor for snuggling when he missed the intimacy of other people and the closeness of other people. In a world when he was shoved away, he could wrap himself up in a coat, kind of like Linus and the security blanket. But maybe now, 
The crowd let the wall down. They dropped their resistance. They dropped their discrimination and their prejudice because there was a Jesus in their midst and showed them a better way. What would it be like if we followed the way of Jesus and saw like Jesus? What would it be like if we were a church, and I think we are, yeah, we fail. We don't do it all the time as well as we should. But what would it be like if we were a community that created a safe space for people to tell their stories? Where people who, who had been silenced could talk about their pain. And they find in this place, in your face, an openness and acceptance. And they find in you and they find in me a person who sees them and who wants to understand and acknowledge. Yeah, what would it be like to be like and to see like Jesus?